this is what's true for everybody. Welcome back. And we are on experience number 52. This is hope number 4B. And it's called, Whatever You Do, Don't Go Backwards. And for those of you who are just joining us on this podcast, uh, I call it What's True for Everybody because the goal of this podcast is to be talking about Jesus and the Bible in a way that is true for everybody, for all of us, no matter who you are. So those are the things we're after. And there's there is nothing more true for us, all of us right now, than this coronavirus, the COVID-19 situation we all find ourselves in. And so last time we talked about what do I do? Here's my new reality. Here's my new situation. Life, job, kids at home, can't get within six feet of people. What in the world do I do? That was hope 4A. This is hope number 4B. And this time I want to talk about the one thing we definitely do don't do. And whatever you do, don't go backwards. Here's what I mean. We talked about this passage last time in Exodus where the Israelites have been saved from Pharaoh in Egypt and there's been the Exodus and now they find themselves between the Red Sea, which is a bit hard to cross uh, (laughs) with all these people. And in between that and Pharaoh's army who's coming after them. Um, And Moses tells him, hey, just be still. God's got this. And God says, no, 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 no. Move. Do something. So what do we do? Do we move? Do we be still? God, uh, as many of us know, uh, parts the Red Sea, allows them to cross the Red Sea on dry ground. Pharaoh's army is drowned in the Red Sea. The The water comes back over them. Boom. Israel is on the other side. Now, they've crossed the sea. They're in the wilderness. They're on their way to the promised land. At that point, it was called Canaan. Now it is called Israel. This is the land God has promised his people. Okay, God's people want quick results. Like They want to be there pronto. That's not going to happen. And uh, they're not getting these quick results. You see this again, by the way. This is a theme over and over in the Bible. People want things done like, boom, that. Just like when Jesus comes on the scene and the people... Uh, God's people in Israel are like, oh, good, the Messiah's here. Rome is going to be crushed in a split second. That's not how it worked. And so that confused people. So so the Israelites, God's people, they're not getting these quick results. They're in the wilderness, which, by the way, they'll be in for about 40 years. And uh, when's the last time you wanted a quick result and didn't get it? And you're like, God, what are you up to? I thought the deal was I trust in you and this thing gets over. I get past this. I move on like that. That's not how God has promised to work. So you get to this whole COVID-19. Why aren't, like, why can't you just, and there's all sorts of questions. Why would you allow this to happen? What What are you doing? Are you, are you like involved in all this? Uh, why can't you just wipe this thing out overnight? God never promised to work that way. So in the passage here, we're, by the way, now in Numbers 14. You have the first five books of the Bible called the Torah. It's, this is the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, then Deuteronomy. We're in Numbers like 13, 14-ish here. 
And there's some folks from God's people, some leaders, were told to go explore the land God was giving to his people, the land in Canaan. So they're supposed to go ahead of the rest of them, explore, then come report back what's going on. So they come back. They come back to Moses, Moses' brother Aaron, who was leading God's people here. And they come back with this bad report. Like, yeah, this land, it is flowing with with milk and honey, and, and it looks pretty good. But here's the negative side. And they start, like, making up stories about these big folks who are going to kill them if they come into the land. No doubt there would have been some danger coming into the land, but uh, they essentially are trying to persuade Moses and Aaron to not bring the people there. Why? Because they're scared to go. And you get to to Numbers 14 here. This is verses 1 to 4 that I'll read to you, and it says this. That night, so this is after the the people came back and, and gave this bad report, like we should not go into this land God has promised. That night, All the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, the leaders here, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Man, like it would have been better if we would have died where we were slaves and oppressed and hated it. Also would have been better if we could just die in this wilderness. Which, by the way, up until now, they've been kind of grumbling about the food, the lack of food, then the kind of food, and then the lack of water, shelter, all of it. Verse 3, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Like, if you go into this land, according to these reports, we're going to get killed. Why would God do this? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? They have seemed to have forgotten all the times they grumbled in Egypt and the, the oppression and the prayers. God, get us out of here. Don't you see our misery? Uh, wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. <laughs> we don't want to move forward anymore. This is getting too hard. This is getting too scary. Uh We don't know what's on the other side of this. It is actually better for us to go back to where we know. It's awful, but at least we know it's awful. At least we understand the misery we're going to be in. If we move forward, we don't know. We don't know what's at. It's best if we just go back. They're scared. Their fear causes them to want to move backwards. Whatever you do, don't go backwards bad idea. And and it's easy. Anybody can go backwards. Anybody can get more cynical. Anybody can get more judgmental. Anyone can make decisions based on fear. There's a passage in the New Testament towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount where, where Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate that leads to life. Only a few find that one. I think Jesus here is talking about intention. Anybody, it's not, it doesn't take any sort of guts or prayer or courage to, we'll, we'll term it this way, to move backwards. Anyone can, anyone can retreat. The narrow gate here is to move forward in the midst of the unknown. I remember when I was in my first, uh, semester in seminary. I was, I don't know, 23, 24 years old, something like uh, 24, 25 maybe. And I, the dream for me was to become a pastor, which ironically, I had no thoughts of becoming a pastor or working in a church until I was like 20, 
two. Um, my goal always growing up was how to avoid church, how to not have to go. And now I'm thinking about, man, I think I'm supposed to like, this is supposed to be my career. Uh, and so I'm in seminary. It's my first semester. I have these dreams of becoming a preacher and a pastor. Uh, I just worked for the last th- prior three years as, as uh, a youth pastor and for a fantastic organiza- organization called Youth for Christ. And so, boom, right away, I wasn't expecting it this soon, I get this opportunity to start teaching on a regular basis. And so I get a call from a friend of mine who says, hey, there's uh, this position and I want you to want you to have it. Um, like, this is what I was hoping for. I didn't know it was going to happen this soon. And my initial reaction was... Um, I don't, I don't think I'm going to, I think I'll just try to do something else. Like I'll stay in seminary and, and, and study. Um, but I don't know if I can, if I can do that. And his response was like, uh, wait a minute. What? (laughs) Isn't this what, like what you want to do with your life? Here's a shot. There's an opportunity falling in your lap. My thought, my gut reaction was to go backwards. All the reasons why I should say no, all the reasons why I couldn't do it. All like it all of a sudden it became real. It was one thing to dream about it, to think about it. Oh, that would be awesome. Then it's another thing. Oh wait, now I you actually want me to do it? Um all the reasons why I wouldn't be good at it, all the reasons why p- other people would not think I was good at it. For me it was my first step was backwards. Uh I ended up saying yes and I'm so glad I did and it was from the help of of people urging me to do it. Have you ever like gone for a job or a promotion in your company and, and on paper it was like, this would be great. And then you get in the interview and they lay out all the expectations and the growth that they want to happen here. And you might be the exact per- right fit for this job, the person they need to move this department, this thing forward. But your gut reaction is, oh, that sounds hard. <laughs> I think I'll just go back to where I came. I think I'll just go backwards, go back to where I came from or stay where I am. Uh, parenting or marriage. Do you ever, have you known anyone who they got married and they're like a year into it? Oh, I don't know. This was going to be, this was going to be it. And so a couple years into it, they just bailed. They went backwards. Nope. This isn't for me. I don't think this isn't what I expected. Parenting. They, they, no one ever told them of the two-year-old temper tantrums that they were going to experience on, on almost a daily basis. And so they either bailed emotionally or physically, they were just out. Uh, whatever you do, don't go backwards. The maturity in how you've been living. Have you taken strides in how you've been living? And uh, you've been living like a healthy human being more than you ever have been. And then something happens, something uh, that made you sad, something that hurt, something that was difficult. And all of a sudden, you started moving backwards and how you were taking care of yourself or how you were treating other people. Have you been on the road towards forgiving someone? And you took a couple steps forward. Now, the nature of forgiveness is like you have to wake up every day and choose to do it. So there's some natural three-step forward, two-step backwards here. But uh, you're on the road, and then I don't. There was it was a switch that went off. Something else happened that reminded you of this past incident. And all of a sudden, you started moving backwards in your forgiveness towards this person. And you, the blame started all over again. The mistreatment started all over again. Uh, here, here's the thing. The Spirit of God is about continuing to move forward. Whatever you do, don't go backwards. This is why, in the, like in the Ten Commandments, there's the commandment, this is early on. This is like Exodus 20. You shall not murder. 
And we look at that today and we're like, uh, duh, that's, <laughs> we don't want to do that. But at the time, God's saying to his people, like the Ten Commandments are, here's the best way. It's not a list of rules. It's here's the best way to have the best possible relationship with me. I'll be your God. I'll take care of that part. Uh, for you, like you, there's some things that you're going to have to follow if we're going to if, if we're going to do some things together. One of them is, can we just not kill each other anymore? <laughs> At the time, that was actually a step forward in society. Don't kill each other. That was actually like, oh, okay, we've been doing that. Maybe we should stop. You then get to the New Testament, uh, Matthew chapter 5. This is in the Sermon on the Mount. And there's these, this series of Jesus, you have heard it said. So things like... Uh, Adultery. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. Okay, that's from the Old Testament, uh, also from Exodus. But I tell you, Jesus says, that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, like, the rule was, just don't commit adultery. Now I'm telling you, the way you look at people who are not your spouse, that matters. That's a step forward. That's not going backwards. That's actually the Spirit of God continuing to move forward. Uh, then he gets to divorce. You've heard that was said. Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. That's the Old Testament, Deuteronomy. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her a victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So you've, before it was just, just if you're gonna if you're gonna divorce someone, do it this way. Now it's, man, I I, I want you as as much as you possibly can to not have this happen. Uh, he gets to oaths. You have heard oaths, <laughs> promises. We'll say that. Again, you have heard that it was said to people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. So you make, if you make an oath, fulfill it. Then Jesus says, but I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is, it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So uh, before it was, if you're going to make an oath, fulfill it. Now it's, hey, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's your word. Make that good. He then goes on, you have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. Boom, that's from Exodus once again. And I believe Leviticus and Deuteronomy, it's all over the place. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. So before it was, hey, if, if they do something to you, uh, you do that back to them, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That was actually a step forward because what was happening before was the one-upping. You take my eye, I'm going to cut off your whole head. <laughs> that was the mindset. Then Moses is like, okay, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Don't, don't one-up. Don't increase the cycle. Then Jesus says, basically, cut the cycle off. Okay, don't, don't retaliate. Uh, then it's love for enemies. You have heard it was said, love your neighbor, as, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Uh, love the people who love you. Don't hate the people who hate you. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's been said, treat people the way they treat you. But now I'm telling you, and that was actually a step forward. Now I'm telling you, um, even if people hate you and treat you poorly, you are to love them. 
So over and over again. Now, that gets to the end of, of Matthew 5. But the first one, okay, remember back in the in Ten Commandments, you shall not murder. Okay, the first one in all of these is about murder. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. Boom, Ten Commandments. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And then he goes on. But it's, hey, before it was... Um, don't kill people. That's a step forward. But now Jesus is saying, okay, n- new way of living here. Um, if you're angry with someone, you have to deal with that. <laughs> deal with your anger. If it ever gets to, to like wanting to murder them, um, we need to stop short of that. All of these in Matthew 5, boom, 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 are steps forward. The Spirit of God is continuing to move forward. Whatever you do, don't go backwards. Keep moving forward. And so in a time of stress, in a time of uncertainty, in a time where we're, we're a bit scared because we don't know what's going to happen, in a time where we're, going, we're starting to go stir crazy because it's been you know, a week now that we've been mostly in our homes, in a time where we're afraid to look at our bank account online, in a time where we're looking for work that mostly isn't there anymore in a time where our nerves might seem shot in a time where we just wish our kids could go play at a park or something at a, at a time where all of this going is going on. The easiest thing in the world to do is to move backwards. That's the easy thing. And there's, there's, there are the temptations to do that, to move backwards in our patience and our love to move backwards in our trust in each other and in God, to move backwards in our peace, to move backwards in our positivity. Like, is this just all going downhill, like forever? To move backwards in our gratitude. What do I have to be thankful for now? Uh, to, To move backwards in our joy, to move backwards in our kindness, to move backwards in our self control. My wife just left a few minutes ago to go grocery shopping. Like the grocery, the grocery store now is a different experience than it was two weeks ago, right? A, a, the shelves are (laughs) a bit different. B, it's, um, can I even go touch things? (laughs) Do I have to take a shower when I come home? Who is touching this uh, item and and just left it there before I'm touching it? It's easy to, to get to let cynicism reign. I just talked to a dear friend of mine who his, his a relative uh, has COVID-19 and, and is in the hospital and they don't know what the outcome's going to be. And uh, they said they didn't get an update last night. And so they're just kind of in this unknown. Like we don't know how our relative, our loved one is, is doing right now. It, the easiest thing in the world is to lose our positivity and our gratitude and our trust in these situations. And we're at a time now where we're hearing Like it's getting closer to home. We're hearing more and more stories of people we're connected to who are who are getting this virus, or people who are connected to the people we're connected to. It's it's starting to close in a little bit on us. At least that's the feeling, isn't it? The easiest thing, whatever you do, don't move backwards. I just um, the last few days have been on the phone with all sorts of insurance companies trying to find a a new plan for my family. after a few days on the phone with insurance companies, the easiest thing to do <laughs> is to lose your positivity, right? Uh, question, is there an area for you 
where you see yourself going backwards. You're getting less patient. You have less love for people you live with or people uh, you're thinking about who pop up in your mind. You have less trust. You have less positivity. You have less gratitude, less self-control. The wheels are coming off a little bit in your self-control. Like, what do I do? Uh, I have no clue yet how to handle all of this. Like, that's one thing. That's what we talked about last time. But it's different than going backwards. Letting fear or, or being scared make your decisions. That's going backwards. So the question is, what, what can I do? How can I actually make sure I'm not going backwards? At the very least, I'm, I'm kind of staying where I've been. Uh, the goal, of course, is to keep moving forward because that's what the Spirit of God is all about. So what can I do? Just, just simple, practical things you can do today, maybe. Uh, call someone. We've become big fans of FaceTime or Skype or Zoom. Just call someone you care about just to check up on them. Call someone and tell them, hey, here's what I'm dealing with. Let's talk about it. Pray for me. Whatever it is. Um, Serve someone. So someone who could use some help. And you can't go like literally maybe be in the same room with them, but, but you can do something. You can write them a card. You can leave something on their doorstep. Uh, you can send them a text message, an email. Who can you serve? Uh, Write down five things you're grateful for today. Five. If you can't come up with five, write three. If you can't come up with three, write one. Some sort of gratitude exercise. Uh, Ask for help. one One of the greatest tricks of the evil one is to convince us that we're alone. That we're the only one who's dealing with this. You're not, <laughs> I promise. Ask for help. There's a freedom that comes from that. And you might be surprised at how willing other people are to help you because they love you and they care about you. In these situations, sometimes we see the best of humanity come out of it. Uh, look look at another news source if that's what you need to do. Are you looking at the same news source and it's just depressing you for one reason or another? Or you're just getting angry? L- look at something else. Balance it out. Um, pray. Pray, ask God for something, talk to God. There's no wrong way to do that. Maybe you just need to spend a couple of minutes doing that. Take a nap if you need to. Take a walk, be outside as much as possible during this time. Uh, responsibly, you know, just, just take a walk. We took a walk yesterday, a family walk. It was fun to see everyone uh, just being out because it was a nice day here. And it was also in a weird way cool to see people like, pausing when they were going to cross paths with another family walking just to give space to people. There was a respect. They didn't say anything. They're just people. You see people stopping so other people can cross the street before them. Uh, that was something like we haven't experienced before, but in a weird way, it was, it was like kind of holy. Uh, hug your kids. <laughs> Physical contact is, is important here when you can get it. Your spouse like if it's your friend or boss, maybe maybe a six-foot-away fist bump, the air fist bump or the high five or whatever it is. Uh, give compliments to the people you want to criticize. And if you can't, can't get yourself to give compliments to their face, say it to somebody else. Say it to yourself. The easy thing to do is criticize here. Journal. Maybe you need to journal. Uh, read an uplifting book or read a book. I'm reading right now. Uh, it's called Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. And it's fascinating. It's, I'm not too far into it, but 
Um, it's his experience growing up in South Africa, and you learn a ton. And of course, he's hilarious. And so it's it's the best book. I was at <laughs> Jiffy Lube a couple of weeks ago, and a guy saw it in my um, in my hand as I was waiting. An employee at Jiffy Lube, and so we start talking about it and how the best books are the ones where you learn stuff and they're hilarious. So um, if you're interested, Trevor Noah, Born a Crime, that's a good one. Um, put down whatever it is you need to put down. <laughs> if, if, if this is like, this is eating at your self control, whether it's a bottle, whether it's an internet site, uh, whether it's unhealthy food over and over and over again, whether it's uh, being critical of someone, whatever it is, put down something that's not helping you. Uh, stop looking at Facebook five minutes before you want to fall asleep. <laughs> Stop looking at the news five minutes before you want to fall asleep. That doesn't that doesn't help our minds rest. Uh, what is it you need to do to make sure you're not moving backwards? Because whatever you do, the spirit of God isn't for us moving backwards. Two things for me, just in the last few days. One, I beat Super Mario Brothers 1. <laughs> for Father's Day last year, my family got me this little uh, Nintendo NES and Nintendo entertainment center uh, system. It's this kind of mini thing with 30 prepackaged games. And this is a time where we're home a lot now. And so we just, my kids and I just start playing it. I had never beaten Mario before I've been playing Mario. I mean, not like recently, but started in like grade school, never beaten it before. And so I just started getting after it and stuck on eight, three and conquered it stuck on eight, four, finally beat Bowser. And my kids and I went nuts, brought a source of joy. And then yesterday I started watching the 2016 Chicago Cubs world series DVD. My son and I made it through, uh, the first game on the DVD, which is game six, when the Cubs beat the Dodgers five to nothing to win the national league pennant. Then I'm sure sometime today we'll start game one of them losing to the Indians in game one of the world series. I think it was six to nothing. Uh, but these things, like I start clapping when the Cubs do something good. I know the outcome. I've seen it, but it's something that brings me joy and human, just some sort of interaction and whatever it is you can do to move forward and to not move backwards. May you be able to do it. May fear and being scared, not drive your decisions. May you experience the peace, the love and trust in God who loves you, who created you, and who actually has more power than the things, the negative things we're experiencing right now. And may you, whatever you do, not move backwards because that's not what the Spirit of God is about. Grace and peace. We'll talk to you soon.